Hello, everybody, and welcome back yet again to another podcast of English with Fraser, the English with Fraser podcast. Um, unfortunately, still not with the new mic, so please do bear with me just for the time being, but soon we'll get that audio sorted and sounding absolutely fantastic. Now, today's day is the 10th of December. Yes, I did have to check that on the old laptop. But I mean, I'm not the sort of person that knows the date all the time. You always sort of check your phone. Some people are pretty good at it, but that's not me. So today's episode, in true December fashion, true nearing Christmas fashion, yes, you're right. And I'm sure you've read the title, so this comes as no surprise. This episode is the Christmas episode, the Christmas special, if you like, uh, the British Christmas special. So a bit of a run rundown. What I'm going to go through in this episode is Christmas in the UK, our traditions, couple personal stories and memories, uh, and how we celebrate Christmas in the UK. And I'd be intrigued and interested to know whether that differs from how you uh, celebrate Christmas in your respective country. So please do let me know, get in touch. I'd love to hear and love to see uh, the differences, how we uh, celebrate Christmas. So you've got to start with the food, surely. You've got to start with the food if we're talking about Christmas. Come on. So Christmas is well known, I think everywhere, a time where you spend time with family, good quality family time, eat some amazing food. But don't just eat, you indulge, you overeat, you eat a load of food, you treat yourself, you sit on your backside, watch films, eat too much chocolate, eat deli- I mean, that's the British experience. And if people say they don't do that, then they're either lying or absolute fitness freaks, which is respectable. But I would say life's too short not to enjoy a bit of Christmas grub. Grub is the British word for food. Um, so we've got to start with the big daddy, the, the dinner of all dinners, the Christmas dinner, 25th of December, Christmas dinner, the big one. So... In the UK, we always have a a roast dinner. So a roast dinner is a famous dinner in its own right, um, which is usually eaten on Sunday, every Sunday in most households. So everyone sort of gathers around, have it at the table, and it's like a family time, very traditional. At the heart of it, a roast dinner is usually roast meat, so hence the name roast dinner doesn't have to be but generally speaking it'll be roast meat and then lots of vegetables and maybe some additional condiments some additional components uh, such as sausages um i don't know potato is a vegetable but different kinds of potatoes roast potato i'm a big fan of the roast potato mashed potato if you're having mashed potato with a roast dinner I'd say that's questionable, but people do do it. Um, so the, ma- the the main star is the meat. So the meat is the main man at the roast dinner. And this depends. So on a normal roast dinner, so say it's just a, a normal Sunday. We're in March, normal Sunday. You can have whatever your heart desires. So chicken, lamb, beef, 
pork, whatever, meatloaf. It's kind of more American, but we do have it. And sort of nut roast, sort of for the for the vegans out there. Um, but yeah, so it can be any sort of meat. And it's called a roast dinner because it's roasted. So generally speaking, you put it, marinate it, and put it in the oven for two or three hours and cook it for a, a long time. And when it comes out, it's absolutely glorious. So on Christmas, we have this roast dinner. You may be thinking, hang on, Fraser, you said it can be any meat. Well, yes, but on Christmas, there can only be one, and there is one, and that's turkey. So this is a tradition, I'm not sure exactly why, but I think years gone by we had too many turkeys in the UK, an abundance of turkeys, and the government put a sort of a, a, a system in place to try and get rid of them or sort of sell them to make sure people would eat them, and they basically advertised have turkey at Christmas. And then the tradition caught on and now we always have turkey at Christmas. So this is a tradition to have turkey as your roast dinner for your Christmas dinner. So you do the roast turkey, so everybody goes and buys their turkeys in advance. So this is quite a big thing. So um, wherever you go, supermarket-wise, Audi, Waitrose, Tesco, don't know, little probably do do turkeys, I would assume they do. You buy your turkey, but you have to be careful and buy it in advance because the turkeys can sell out because it's hot property come Christmas in the UK. Everybody needs a turkey. Generally, you'll get a whole turkey. You can get a crown if you don't want as much, but you usually have a few family members around, so you'll get a whole turkey. So you buy your turkey, and then you do roast turkey, and that's the star of the show. However, turkey is quite a dry meat. It's not as succulent as, as, as its counterpart, chicken. Turkey's quite a dry meat. So to, to assist the turkey, to make it less dry, to help make it more moist when you eat it, often you add cranberry, cranberry sauce to it. So cranberry, obviously the little red fruit, and then it's sort of mashed up into a sauce, almost like a, a marmalade or a jam. So sort of cranberry... Cranberry sauce. It is essentially cranberry jam. Now I'm thinking about it, but we call it cranberry cranberry sauce. You put that with the turkey, and then when you're eating the turkey, it's not as dry because you don't only have turkey really on Christmas. We don't really eat it across the rest of the year, and it's actually bringing a lot of debate in this sort of modern world we're living in. People sort of don't always adhere to the rules. They like to break the rules. They like to change it up. So now people are starting to have maybe pork, maybe gammon on Christmas Day instead of turkey. Whereas traditionally everyone would always have turkey. But now in this day and age, it's okay. You don't. You can do what you want, you know. So people are starting to think, you know what? We usually have turkey, but I actually don't really like turkey. So I'm not going to have turkey. We're going to have pork for Christmas Day or gammon, whatever you fancy. And that's fair enough. And I respect that. But... I'm a traditional man, traditional British values. I stick to the turkey and always love having having the turkey. Now, what else is on the Christmas dinner? So the turkey is the sort of the, the main component, right? Let's go, let's go straight into the veg. Let's go straight into the veg. The veg is quite, there's no set menu of veg you have to pick. It varies person to person. Generally speaking, Carrots are usually there, so you've got carrots, 
Um, I would say parsnips are quite traditional to have at Christmas. Now, I'm not a big fan of parsnips, but I will eat a couple on Christmas. But in the past, I've known to leave them on the plate. Parsnips, carrots. We usually have cabbage, but I'm not sure how common that is. And then peas. I'm a big fan of peas. So we'd probably have peas, carrots, parsnips, and then cauliflower cheese. So that's just cauliflower with cheese grated on the top. Also put in the oven. Ro mm, cooked, I'd say. Not roasted. Cooked for a little bit so the cheese is nice and melted. And then put that. So there your veg. And then the potato is a veg, but I'm counting the potato in a different category. Because the potato is incredibly versatile. The potato pulls its weight on this plate, you know. So the potato's got a different category. Now, I would always go roast potato. It's in the name. Roast dinner. Lovely roast meat. Also roast potato. Roast potatoes are unbelievable. Bit of goose fat. You can roast them two times even. So you roast them, then roast them again. Um, bit of salt on there. Absolutely lovely. Started adding rosemary to the potatoes recently. Absolutely amazing. Would recommend that to everyone. So you've got your potatoes on there. We've got our veg on there. We've got our turkey on there. You might think, all right, let's see. Hold your horses right there. We're not finished yet. Bang. Pigs in blankets. Get your pigs in blankets in there. Unbelievable. Now, you may ask, what's a pigs in blanket? Now, pigs in blanket has, a, has a, I think, a quality name. So it's a sausage wrapped in bacon. Hence, pig in a blanket. The sausage being the pig, the bacon being the blanket. Lovely. Unbelievable. Pigs in blanket, you can usually get mini ones that you just put in the oven. Put your pigs in blankets in the oven as well. That's another bit of meat on the plate. Delicious. And then we have another component called the Yorkshire pudding. The Yorkshire pudding. Now, pudding, as in dessert, normally you think of sweet and you have after. But no, the Yorkshire pudding is served on that plate and it's savoury. So the Yorkshire pudding... Named after the best county in England, Yorkshire. I was born there, just, just for the bias, so you understand. Um, the Yorkshire pudding, so it's made from batter, so sort of, and then in like a, a round shape with like a crater in the middle, sort of hard to describe actually. And then we always put them on the plates as well, so I'm a big fan. Some people don't bother with them, but I love a Yorkshire pudding. Always got to have a Yorkshire pudding on there. So you've got your, 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 you've got your Yorkshire's on there. You've got your veg. You've got your turkey. You've got your pigs in blanket. You've got your cranberry sauce. And now the final, the final piece of the puzzle is the gravy. Oh, yes, the gravy. Where do we start the gravy? No meal was complete without the gravy. So the gravy is essentially just sort of a, a meaty, meaty sauce that you pour on top of the, the roast dinner or the Christmas dinner in this instance. Nice meaty sauce. It's sort of brown. It's, it's a gravy. So it's a, I mean, a gravy is like a, 
obviously a well-known noun in the UK, but you guys might not know what gravy is. So just imagine like a meaty sort of sauce. KFC did gravy. Maybe they did gravy at the KFC in your country. I think they might do. Jollibee's does gravy as well. So yeah, basically like that. You pour it over the dinner and then it's sort of that gives some more moisture to the dishes uh to the plate as well because the, like i said earlier the turkey is quite dry but once you've got the gravy now now you're ready to rumble and then on christmas there's no rules you want a beer at 10 o'clock go ahead you want a glass of wine for lunch go ahead mm, what else baileys some people drink baileys with ice i usually just go for fizzy pop so fizzy soda so a pepsi or fanta something like that to wash it all down that's unbelievable now that's the christmas dinner done after generally people are too stuffed so i feel stuffed which means i can't eat anymore i've got too much in the stomach so generally people don't have the dessert until later you sort of go back to the sofa sit down lay down get your energy back relax a bit you know when you've had a big meal and straight after you're too tired exactly that i don't know if you've ever had like a big lunch at work so you go out for a big lunch smash a curry at one o'clock you come back to your desk or wherever and then at two o'clock you're just too tired and sluggish and you can't work because that's too heavy that's the feeling you get on Christmas, but it's a welcome feeling because it's Christmas. Now for pudding or dessert, depends what, what, what tickles your fancy, I suppose. Depends what you like. But if we're going traditional, we go for a Christmas pudding. The clue is in the name Christmas pudding. And this is sort of a, a it's sort of lots of spices and, and raisins and currants mashed together and made into like a molded sphere ball. And then sometimes it has like icing on top of it, some white icing. And then that's served with, um, with cream or whipped cream or custard. In my opinion, it definitely needs that sort of custard to cut through it so it's quite strong they're quite strong flavors so imagine cinnamon raisin sometimes there's some alcohol in there sort of like that quite strong flavors um i personally am a fan um and that is also similar to the mince pie the mince pie m-i-n-c-e p-i-e mince pie now that is a british classic that might be the most classic Christmas food in the UK for me. The most famous, the most sort of, yeah, that's Christmas in a nutshell for me. Now the mince pie is similar to a Christmas pudding in the sense the filling is similar. So the filling, what is inside the mince pie, is sort of raisins, currants, um, all this stuff mixed together, mashed up. You usually buy like mince pie filling in a jar and just add it in if you're lazy. That's what everyone does. A lot cheaper to buy, very cheap. And then that's in like a, a pastry pie. So pastry around the outside and then like a, a small lid made on top and maybe like a star shape and then brush on some, some 
some some butter or whatever, put them in the oven. Lovely jubbly. That's also a spice, like a cinnamony sort of spice taste as well. I like that. I know, for example, my partner, she doesn't like that. She's from the Philippines and she doesn't like that. So it sort of depends on, on your taste and, and your and your sort of preferences and taste buds, uh, where you come from a little bit. So that's the actual Christmas dinner. I spoke quite a while about that, but it's an important, passionate topic, you know. The meal you eat on Christmas, the, that's the daddy of all dinners, you know. It's the big one throughout the year. That is the big one. So what else do we do on Christmas? So, of course, we buy presents, we give presents, we receive presents, we harness the spirit of Christmas, we're very generous, we give presents to our loved ones, we give presents to our friends, we donate, we help out, that sort of stuff, that usual Christmas spirit. Um, Now I'm trying to think, what's the best Christmas present that I personally ever received? And after careful consideration, I would have to say Apple iPod Touch. Apple iPod Touch. I must have been, I think I was about nine or ten. I didn't ask for it. I had a few other things on my list. And this one was like a surprise, like a surprise present. And it was great. Unbelievable. Loved it. Used it for ages. Especially back then, because when I was growing up, None of these smartphones or anything like that. I didn't have a smartphone, I think, until I was about 15. So I know to some people they didn't have a smartphone until they're fully grown. But I know the younger generation now have smartphones and iPhones sort of quite quite young. I didn't have a like a good smartphone until I was a lot older. So this iPod Touch was great because it was like a smartphone and I could use it at home. I used to watch a lot of YouTube. Um, YouTube videos on, I don't know, video games, sport, all this stuff that sort of you're into when you're younger. And this was great. So it was sort of a, a surprise. And that brings me on to, I think, the older you get, I feel like you sort of receive and get more pleasure from giving presents than, than receiving presents. Um, I think when you're a child, you've got that sort of childlike excitement about everything and everything's so magical and that's why Christmas when you're a kid is the best time but as you get older that sort of magic of receiving presents sort of you lose it a little bit and for me there's more fulfillment from giving presents buying a good present buying a thoughtful present and giving it to someone you love or care about and then really enjoying it and really liking that present um that's a great feeling my sister would tell you otherwise, as I forgot to buy her a present uh, for her birthday this year, and then um, joked with her that it must have got stuck in the Suez Canal um, in Egypt, so unfortunately it got stuck there. Um, so yeah, maybe I'm not practicing what I preach, so to speak, which means I tell you one thing and my actions do something else. But don't worry, she's getting a present this Christmas. And it's going to be an absolute great present. So yeah, obviously we've got buying and giving presents. That's always great. So what we do, and I'm sure you do too, wrap them up, put them under the Christmas tree. And then in our house, our tradition is we get up, wait till everyone's awake, have some breakfast, 
usually about 11. Then we open the presents, and after the presents, we go seamlessly into the Christmas dinner. I know some people wake up, open the presents straight away, sort of 7 a.m., but we kind of wait till everyone's up, and then collectively we open them downstairs in the living room. I know my mum was saying when she was younger and growing up, they used to have their presents in the evening. So they'd have the Christmas dinner, have the whole Christmas day, and then open the presents in the evening. But as you can imagine, for a young kid, that's got to be torture, knowing that there's waiting in that box some fancy toy or some bike or something like that. In the living room, which is where all these festivities happen, there's obviously the Christmas tree. Now, the Christmas tree is like a, a time capsule in itself. I know mine is. There's the Christmas tree and then there's sort of Christmas decorations that have been passed down generation to generation. And then there's more moderner ones. But for us, there's definitely Christmas decks that we've had for ages that have been there years. And they're quite nice because it's sort of a, a nice nostalgia, nice sort of token of uh, sort of memories um, and stuff like that. Additionally, a big, a big thing in the UK and a big celebration that everybody usually does and a big tradition is Advent calendar. So an Advent calendar is a calendar, like a normal calendar, just for December until the 24th. And it has each day, so 24 days and 24 pockets or 24 sort of boxes. So you can get a normal calendar that you add things in, but the most famous calendars in the UK are chocolate ones. So you may know the brand Cadbury's, who do the best chocolate in the world, in my opinion, and I'm and I'll and I'll, and I'll that's my opinion, and I'm not changing on that, and I can't be convinced. Number one chocolate in the world, Cadbury's. Um, they do a uh, a calendar. So the first you got the first day, and then there's like a door. You open the door. Behind that, there's some small chocolate inside, and then you open that, eat that, delicious. You get a nice hit of Cadbury's chocolate every day until the 24th. There's not one on the 25th, and I assume that's because there's when you get to the 25th, you've got your presents, you've got enough chocolate to feed an army, generally in the living room, so they don't really bother with that. Talking of chocolate, Christmas is the time to indulge. Christmas is the time to let the waistline grow a little bit. Chocolate at Christmas go hand in hand. So the most famous chocolates here would probably be like a selection box. So like a box or a bucket of chocolates from one brand. So there's Celebration, oh wrong one actually, Cadbury's is Heroes. So there's Heroes and inside Heroes there's sort of seven or eight different types of chocolates that Cadbury's do. All mini ones, so normally you get a regular size bar in the selection box and get the mini ones and you might have maybe like 50 of the mini ones in there and they're all random and then you put your hand in choose which one you want might be a twirl might be a caramel one I'm testing the knowledge here guys might be just plain chocolate 
might be cream egg. Not great that one though, if I'm being honest. Eclair, also not my favourite. So I'm, I'm just naming naming your chocolates from the, the, the hero selection box here. And there's also celebrations. This is made by Nestle, I wanna say. It's got sort of Maltesers, Galaxy, Bounty. Now there's a big debate on Bounty, whether Bounty is delicious or trash. There's a big debate on the Bounty. Now Bounty is sort of like coconutty, small coconutty bits in the middle of the bar and chocolate around the outside. And a lot of the time, there's this famous meme in the UK that you open the box of chocolates at Christmas and then there's just the bounties left. And then people are sort of a bit annoyed that only the bounties are left. And the bounties sort of get passed around and left. Nobody wants them. Poor bounty. So I don't know if you've ever had a bounty, but it would be interesting to see whether you like bounties or not. I know I had a colleague at work and her favourite was bounties. That was her favourite chocolate. And I've also seen on the internet people doing the, the chocolate tier list. And number one in, sort of, I think it's God tier, S. I think it's S, the top tier, something like that. People have got bounties. So a polarising subject are bounty chocolate. Additionally, we have Christmas stockings. So this is more for younger children. And the legend goes is that Santa comes into their room at night and puts presents into the stocking at the end of the bed. Now the stocking is quite literally sort of a wool sock or a stock. Yeah, that's it. I think it's just sort of like a, like a, wool, a knitted sock, something like that, that you have at the end of the bed. Santa supposedly comes in, fills the presents in there. He leaves. I mean, he's got plenty of houses to see, so you can understand why he's in a rush. He leaves, and then in the morning, the presents are full. Back in the day, in sort of my parents' generation, they get maybe an orange, a tangerine, and some coal, a lump of coal. Whereas now, in this modern, modern age, that's sort of filled with, presents and smaller presents so and they're supposedly from Santa and this is more for the for the for the younger kids um that's for sure and on, on top of that in preparation to entice Santa so he comes to the house people would leave out a glass of milk and a couple of cookies leave it on the table and um and Santa would supposedly eat them the children would come down in the morning, check and go, oh my God, Santa's come. He's eaten, he's eating the cookies, he's drank the milk. Um, obviously, it's, it's, it's like your dad eating that. I remember when I was younger, uh, sort of a mutual friend said he knew Christmas wasn't real because he snuck down on Christmas Eve and saw his dad drinking the milk and eating the cookies and it, and it just ruined the magic. Um, but that's life. Sometimes life's not fair, son, so what can you do? Um, additionally, before Christmas, we have a nice tradition, and I'm sure you have something similar, of sending Christmas cards to people. So buying a Christmassy themed card, maybe with a robin on it, which is a, um, a bird with a red chest, which is very famous for Christmas. 
maybe some holly, which is red berries on a sort of green leaf. It's a tree. We have loads of these in the UK, uh, holly tree. That's famous for Christmas. It might just be Santa. It could be anything Christmassy. It doesn't necessarily have to be a specific image or Christmas image on a card. It could just be a nice card. And people would, um, or people write on the card, dear so-and-so, or dear whoever, um, have a Merry Christmas, lots of love, Fraser and the family, something like that. Send them in the post, maybe hand deliver them. And then what people do is they get the cards and a lot of the time they hang them up. So you might see in the living room, there's sort of string from one end of the room to the other end of the room. And then Christmas cards sort of hung on there. My, my grandma, God rest her soul, uh, she used to always get loads of cards, loads of cards all the time. She's very very sort of sociable woman. Um, so she's got loads of cards throughout the, from the community and she used to have them all hung up and then would always boast saying, oh, I've got 100 odd cards this year. And we'd go, oh, that's fantastic, Grandma. Um, so you used to have lots of cards, collect them. Nowadays, not as much. I know sometimes when, when I used to be in school, you'd sort of write 30 cards and give them all to your classmates. Um, and that's a, I mean, I don't really send cards anymore. I might write a card and I'll give it to a family member with a present, but I wouldn't send cards to friends uh, anymore, I'd say. Um, and then on top of that, we, of course, have Boxing Day. So Boxing Day is the day after Christmas. Similar day, we have another roast dinner. I think we're supposed to have pork on Boxing Day. I mean, I'm not much of a UK expert if I don't know that. It's either pork or lamb. Um, pork, we'll stick to my guns. I think it's pork. You sort of have pork on Boxing Day. You basically do nothing. You chill. There's Boxing Day football. Eat more chocolate. Relax. Have a good time. Have a jolly Christmas. So, that's Christmas in the UK in a nutshell. Um, talking of nuts, nuts are quite popular at Christmas. You've got like a nutcracker and you crack the nuts and then you eat them, maybe a Brazil nut. And then there's also the nutcracker, the uh, the play, the, the sort of ballet dance. Often watch that at Christmas. But yeah, that's the British Christmas in a nutshell. Hope you guys enjoyed that and uh, I didn't confuse you too much. And if there was anything you didn't get or didn't quite understand, please do get in contact. If you have any suggestions or feedback, again, please do get in contact. Would love to hear from you guys. And last, but not least important, have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.